Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that sees two movies with something in common go head-to-head to see which one does it better. And welcome to part two of this week's High School Showdown. On Monday's episode, we were reminded how they don't make them like they used to, as Winona Ryder and Christian Slater slaughtered their way through the popular kids in Heathers. Well, now we meet our challenger. So move over the Heathers because the plastics are in town and possibly even more evil. With less bloodshed but more Lindsay Lohan, it's time to head to North Shore High School in 2004 and meet some really mean girls. That is so fetch. So which movie will emerge as champion this week? Let's find out. It's Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken. Hello, Clash Potters. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly. Um, how are you both? Are you looking forward to going through my second choice this week? Don't think about it. Just answer immediately. Mean Girls. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great. Uh, now, don't forget, uh, dear Clash Podders, you can follow us on Twitter at Clash Pod for all sorts of extras about each movie we cover. And I'll say it now because sometimes I say it right at the very end. But please, if you do have the time, uh, could you rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts? Because it's a massive help. It makes a difference to us. So thank you in advance. So, Heathers versus Mean Girls. Quick reminder, the connection is... <laughs> just because you're the cool kids you don't have to be cruel kids mm? am i right welcome to the friendship circle <laughs> so chris covered heathers on monday which means victoria you got mean girls which i won't lie you seemed excited about yeah i was really i'm really glad you picked it it's a really obvious connection so that's tick some boxes for this podcast i believe um but also it's a good film <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah you've, you've you've worked it out yes that's true yes. it does this, one this year podcast. later i think i get it 
<laughs> um, all right. Well, um, we'll find out which movie is the winner at the end of this episode. But before then, we've got to talk about Mean Girls. Victoria, take us on a journey. Lindsay Lohan's Katie, starting high school at 16 after a life of homeschooling, finds out that it's less sugar and spice, more backstabbing and body shaming when it comes to girls. Navigating her way through cliques, including girls who eat their feelings, girls who don't eat anything, and sexually active band geeks, she's sent to spy on Queen Bee, Regina George, leader of the all-powerful Plastics. Only, surprise, turns out she quite likes being popular and pretty, especially when she catches the eye of maths hottie Aaron, Acing the technique I've successfully deployed my whole life, pretending to be stupid so boys like me. (laughs) In revenge, Regina frames Katie for creating the burn book, a mean book full of mean things the mean girls have said about the whole school, leading to reflection and learning about what's important. Last thing, Chris, Alex, I love your sweater. Where did you get it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? It's no wonder in this movie, Lindsay Lohan, turns out she quite likes being popular and pretty because let me tell you it's amazing uh just a side note there it's really really nice <laughs> I, didn't know, I literally didn't know what you were talking about then honestly <laughs> i was like do you, yeah do you mean you <laughs> i actually thought you were talking about me <laughs> so vicky you pretend to be oh, stupid oh. so boys will like you that's correct alex yeah. does vicky's stupidity on this podcast make you like her more? <laughs> You've never seen the real me. This isn't the real me. This is like 10% of me. That's nice to know that you're only ever giving 10% to the show that we work so hard on. Yeah, but I want you you to like me. So it's worked, hasn't it? Yeah. All right. I I mean, I want to say I can't wait to see the other 90, but that would be a lie. (laughs) That's fair enough. (laughs) Being with the plastics was like leaving the actual world. Entering girl world. Have you seen any guys that you think are cute yet? There's this guy in my calculus class. His name's Aaron Samuels. <gasps> no, no. That's Regina's ex boyfriend. Ex boyfriends are off limits. I mean, that is just like the rules of feminism. Richard told me that you like Aaron Samuels. I could talk to him for you if you want. Really? You would do that? You're so hot. <gasps> Why would she do that? She's a life ruiner. I knew how this would be settled in the animal world. <laughs> But this was girl world. All the fighting had to be sneaky. I want to lose three pounds. They're these nutrition bars my mom uses to lose weight. It won't close. It's a five. You could try Sears. Why are you eating a Caltein bar? What? They make you gain weight like crazy. Who does she think she is? I like invented her. I'm sorry I laughed at you. I'm sorry I called you fat. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. So here we are then, uh, Mean Girls. Um, God, what are, what are people's memories of this movie? I mean, this is the, it's only, the, I do love this film, but it's only the second or third time I've seen it. No, third time. Anyway, um, but what I find incredible about it is how funny it still is and how um, precise it is about what it feels like to be a teenager at school, even though it wasn't really like that where I went to school. And yet I still get it. So it's it's sort of, you know, cuts across. And I know that um, we talked a lot about the script for Heathers and the script is excellent and the dialogue is excellent. But where Mean Girls just nudges the script a little bit here is the very, is the specific, wait a second, specificity? 
Specificness will do. Don't start playing stupid on purpose now, <laughs> just to make us like you more. It's, it's unnecessary. She can't say words. Isn't she adorable? <laughs> what, what a cutie! It's it's specificity, Victoria. Specificity. You almost had it. Almost had it, cutie. Almost. See, I thrive off it. I'm so, I'm, on, I'm I'm embarrassed, but it's really sweet. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, anyway, so like the, the cliques in Heathers are like, oh, jocks and prepsters and whatever. And it's really broad. Whereas here, it's like girls who eat their feelings versus girls who don't eat anything is so funny because it's really, really sharp and um, like granular level. And that's why I like it. Christopher, your experiences of this? Uh, do you want specificity or not? <laughs> Not specificity. Bloody hell. You had it wrong. It's specificity. Uh, He's doing it to make you like him. (laughs) Do you you like me as well now? Sorry, I couldn't let that slide. Um, I don't know. What's interesting to me, I just noticed that there's... Heather's was 1988. Mean Girls was 16 years later. And now we're 16 years later from that. Um... So I was much older, obviously, when I saw this. And I guess watching teen movies for me can be like going to an alien planet because I went to an all boys school. So none yes. of our experiences oh. were like this. Yeah. Did you know that? Did Victoria, did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, I, I did. I've been thinking about it a lot in the week because you, Alex, you went to a mixed comprehensive, didn't you? And I did. Yeah, I, ca- I, carried, I carried a briefcase. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but um, I know that, Chris, you went to um, a single sex school and... Yeah, I, I know it, that must have its own horrors and its own delights and all the rest of it. But obviously, you just you miss a lot of the stuff that happens in these films, basically, because there were no girls at your school. Yeah, I mean, I, that's uh, the re- I, I couldn't act or sing, but the only reason I did drama was because we'd we'd go to the girls' school, um, Croydon High up the road, and we would you know hang out with them a couple of times a week. And it was the only time I ever met girls really was was through doing these shows. But so yeah, this is all quite alien um, to me. Uh, whenever I watch one of these films. Were there still cliques at your? Were there still cliques then at your boys' school, or is that just a I mixed school the, thing? Or there were the there were the sporty kids and the more academic kids. I think that's about as far as it went, and I guess the drama kids as well. Yeah, because I think I've t- I've said before on this when we talked about it that I was torn a bit between sport and, and drama. Um, what what's I mean? What kind of? Um, I, I I keep forgetting that you're an actor. Um, no, no, uh, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> what, what, uh, what what roles did you play? Anything we might um, we might have heard of um, when you were in? <laughs> I think drama? I had one line in My Fair Lady as the Greek ambassador, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I can went. see, I can see you. I can see you doing that. You've got an air of a. You've got an ambassadorial air about you. Uh, right. <laughs> this was. I was going to say this was all very pink. This film to me. I don't think I watched it when it first came out. The posters didn't really appeal to me. And Lindsay Lohan was this child star whose films I hadn't really watched. I think it was when I clocked who Tina Fey was. Was when I I yeah. sought out Mean Girls to watch it. Um, when I realised how clever and funny she was and then that was when i realized oh yeah this is a cut above your average sort of dumb teen movie yes that's it that's exactly what i've got i mean i was working at mtv when this came out um so although i don't remember exactly i will have had to see it for the movie show i was doing back then and uh, review it and i do remember thinking exactly the same as you chris i remember going this is an above average uh, high school movie um strangely um i enjoyed it more this time round, I think on this rewatch, I 
realize just how good Tina Fey's script is um, compared to just sort of casually going, yeah, that was enjoyable. Like some of the lines, like you, the, like what you've said already, Victoria, uh, just so good. So mm. good. And I had to revisit this film because uh, just after I lost my job uh, 18 months ago, my first freelance uh, gig after that was a website asked me to write, where are they now uh, for the Mean Girls cast? Mm. As in what's oh. happened to all the actors. So I wrote that. So I revisited it about 18 months ago and thoroughly wow. enjoyed it uh, each time. We haven't really talked about uh, you losing your job on, on the podcast, but that tour, uh, the touring um, uh, of uh, My Fair Lady, it just got shut down, <laughs> didn't it? Um, they just... They just decided that it wasn't really working. And it wasn't anything to do. They said the Greek ambassador was possibly one of the best <laughs> iterations. That is of mean. Stop it. That's I mean. Got a, I got a big <laughs> laugh. I had, to, I had to walk off stage, but halfway off stage, I had to turn around and glare at someone because I overheard them saying something about me. And that glare, that glare, it got mentioned. Killed him. It got mentioned in yeah. reviews, yeah. Uh, Who reviews? <laughs> <laughs> Who reviews? <it? laughs> Just my mum. (laughs) Great glare. Great. The guy gives, it gives good glare. Um, Right. Um, So uh, shall we, um, shall we defer to you, Victoria? What what would you like to tell us about this film? This is what I'm going to tell you. So it was written by Tina Fey, as you know, and directed by Mark Waters, who I now know is Daniel Waters' brother, but I didn't know that in the week because (laughs) I didn't do that much research. Um, But the story of the film is based on a book. It's a self-help book called Queen Bees and Wannabes by a writer called Rosalind Wiseman. And that's a sort of a how to survive at school guide uh, for parents of daughters. And I think it was a, I think it was a big hit because a lot of people were on at her about turning it into a film or a TV program or whatever. Um, but she didn't really like the the pitches that she got. She thought everything was a bit cheesy. And then Tina Fey called and was like, "I love this, and I will give it a very positive message." And sort of admitted that she was one of those mean girls. So there's there's an exchange that's mentioned in this story which makes it into the film, which is a girl saying to another girl, you're so pretty. And then the girl says, oh, thanks. And then it's like, oh, do you think you're pretty? And that happened at my school. (laughs) It's such a good line. It's so good. And that happened at her school all the time. It happened at my school all the time, but then it would end in a fight. So it's a little bit different. Um, But I recognize that, that sort of trapping someone um, just to be mean, just to be horrible, just to be awful. Um, And then... Mark Waters, who directed Freaky Friday, with obviously with Lindsay Lohan, he wanted her for Regina. Regina is the lead for the plastics, not for Katie, who's our sort of sweet hero, sort of turns bad. Um, and Lindsay Lohan wanted to play Regina as well because obviously she gets the best lines and she's arch. And um, I read that one of the Mark Waters' like director's notes to Rachel McAdams, who eventually goes on to play, was to channel... Um, Alec Baldwin and Glenn Gary, Glenn, uh, Glenn Ross. <laughs> it's like, okay, um, fun. But um, Freaky Friday hadn't quite come out. And then when it did come out, it was a bigger hit than they all thought it was going to be. And so Paramount weren't keen to have Lindsay Lohan suddenly be a villain because she has an audience from Freaky Friday that's here as quite a nice girl. So the casting is swapped around. Rachel McAdams is then in for Regina. Lindsay Lohan as nice Katie. Um Lacey Chabert for Gretchen. Like, Gretchen's quite a big part of this. What happened to Gretchen? Because, Chris, tell me, what happened to the actor who plays Gretchen? Because I'd never really heard of her after this. 
<laughs> Funny you should ask. I've, I've got the article up here. Shall I see what I wrote? Where yeah. is she? What's she doing now? Uh, what she's done since pre-Mean Girls, Lacey Shabbat made a name for herself and blah, blah, blah. Post-Mean Girls, she popped up in films like Black Christmas and Ghosts of Girlfriends Parts. But it was via voiceover that Shabbat found most success in animated series like The Wild Thornberries and Brats. And she continued okay. to do uh, lots of voiceover work. Okay, fantastic. Oh, and, and I've nearly forgot Amanda Seyfried um, as Karen. Um, Who's Karen being... great in this? Like, <laughs> she is good. I mean, I, I saw it was... She's obviously done a lot of dramas. Um, and in fairness, I did sort of go, God, she's so funny. Like, why why is she not in more comedies? And then I remembered she's really funny in Ted 2 as well. Um, mm. So she does actually do comedies. But she should do more because, like, some of the stuff in this, although she does say that um, she had no idea how to be funny or that she was funny in any way. And it was Mark Waters. Um, her quote is, he was so amazing. He saw comedic timing that I didn't see. And thank God for that. You only get so many breaks in your life. I just wanted to be in a movie. I was like, great, whatever. <laughs> um, now, my last little bit of background, Chris, you'll like this because I framed it as a sort of quiz. So what links Anchorman to Mean Girls? Chris, do you know? What links Anchorman to Mean Girls? Oh, I I know this. Go on. I actually know this. Um, is it the fact that they used Anchorman as an example of how they could get a joke into this movie? Because if they didn't let them put it in, it was um, it was a sexism on yes. the uh, <laughs> on the behalf of the the censorship body in America. Yes, which I love. So they oh. really wanted a PG thirteen rating, but they've got a line in about about a wide set vagina. Can, can, and... can I read the line? Can I read the line? Because it's a great line. Uh, it's at the girl. It's at the end when they're doing all the reveals in the burn book, and she goes, "Someone wrote in the book that I'm lying about being a virgin because I use super jumbo tampons, but I can't help it if I've got a heavy flow and a wide set vagina." <laughs> okay, feel better now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never say that again, Al. No, um, Chris, I can't help it if I've got a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. <laughs> so what was the Anchorman uh, joke that they used? Oh, Ron Burgundy's got an erection. So, which I don't remember, but I've seen that film many times. Um, but Mark Waters was making the point that if you've got, and that's a PG-13, so you're, we're talking about anatomy and body parts and why is it all right for Ron Burgundy to have a hard-on, but it's not all right for a girl to talk about her own vagina. And it mm. is right, and it would be demeaning to not to all women, um, he said, which is great. So they had to back down and they got their PG-13 rating. What, he was going to get an it's... R rating for that line? That's mad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's insane. Um, yeah. Yeah, he 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 goes on in that interview, uh, Mark Waters, to talk about how um, they had lots of battles with the ratings board on the movie, and there's a line in it um, uh, which was meant to be Amber D'Alesso gave a blowjob to a hot dog, um, which they weren't allowed, so it becomes Amber D'Alesso made out with a hot dog. And he does say this, which I think is really valid. He goes, it makes it somehow weirder. Yeah. The thing is, yeah. like when you make a joke and try to then obey the rules and not use any bad words, it can actually become seamier than it was, which is really true. I don't think so. Yeah. I, think, I think that line's just weird and doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think everyone knows what they mean when they say that she made out with a hot dog. It is a bit of a shame they couldn't say blowjob. I don't see why it's such a big deal, but they're not my rules, mm. as I'm yeah, sure but... you're aware. 
Do you remember? I think we talked about it once on the on on, on the show. Like the, the the ratings board do strange things. Like there was a scene in RoboCop when Ed Two O Nine um goes psycho um doesn't acknowledge the guys dropped the gun in the board <laughs> meeting. He's like, you got fifteen seconds to comply, and the guy's going ah ah, and then he blows the crap out of him, like just guns him down in this boardroom. And Paul Verhoeven had so much blood in the original scene that it was hilarious. It was like so over the top you couldn't help but laugh. And the ratings board read ah uh-uh, too much blood, and by taking the blood out, it's actually a really disturbing scene now. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so I think unless that's unless as I like to say unless I've missed anything that's genuinely entertaining, um, <laughs> <laughs> shall we? Shall we move on to the uh, film? What, what part of that sentence did you uh, did you underline and put in italics? <laughs> so um, we meet Katie. Uh, played by Lindsay Lohan. She has been homeschooled in Africa. Africa is a big place, but in this, it's just Africa. So never mind. Bit of a shame from a script that is otherwise very incisive. So she's at school. She's never been to school before. And she sort of falls in with people that are positioned as misfits at this school. But as they point out to her, she is a quote mark regulation hottie. So it won't be long before she sort of, uh, gets the attention of the plastics, which is the sort of, alpha group led by the queen bee regina george Hmm. um and once she's in with them as she tells us in voiceover we're in girl world with these like bonkers rules that you can only but they're also quite sweet rules like this is what i think i like this about the film but it's also what doesn't ring true to my own experience like everything is quite tame i think like even the burn book i don't think is the end of the world so the rules are you can only wear your hair in a ponytail once a week and like you can't go out with anyone's ex. And my experience of school is like if you try to go out with someone's ex, you might be put in hospital. It wasn't like oh someone would be mean to you in the corridors. Like the mem- the overriding memories of violence didn't seem to make it into Mean Girls. But then Mean Tina Fey went to a better school than I did, and good for her. <laughs> are, are, are women are women really this evil? <clears throat> oh, that's a big question. Um, We've got time, just for the record, we've got time. <laughs> Do you really, my real answer, you won't like my real answer because uh, you you don't like it when I speak truth to power, but here we go. Um, some of the worst people I've ever met, <laughs> the meanest, are women, but it's because we are fighting for scraps. We are handed the scraps from the patriarchy and that encourages infighting and bitching and whatever else because we're fighting for what you lot have given us, Okay. <laughs> Save it for the WhatsApp group. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're all you're all basically competing for me and Alex, and that's it's our fault for being <laughs> so. Do you know what? If that's if that's what you heard, then that's fine. <laughs> that is fine. I mean, school is school is really difficult, and boys were not the worst part of school, but the boys get a bit let off in Mean Girls because boys can were annoying at school and it wasn't just like pinging of bra straps and quite innocent seeming things like that. Like they could be really awful. They were awful to each other, but they could also be really horrible to girls as well. And that doesn't really get too much of a look in here. Mm. Yeah. I remember boys being really horrible in school. Yeah. Um, I, but it was the boys. It wasn't girls. It was the boys who, when you were walking down the corridor and you just had the scab form over your TB jab, it was the oh. boys who'd punch it, <laughs> yeah. punch it off That's and you'd have fi- the trickle of blood down your shirt. 
Is, is it? I mean, it's, it's obviously a generalisation, but with, with, with boys, it's literally that. It's more sort of out on the table, maybe that competition and that aggression. If it's not yeah. punching your arm, it's wanting an arm wrestle to prove who's, who's the best. Whereas here, they present it. And I think you can see it elsewhere that it's more passive aggressive that between yeah. the, the way women compete with each other and judge each other yeah. and a bullying that's sort of almost specific to women. And men have their own yeah. kind, but sometimes it's you know it's it's with fists rather. Honestly, than... I never I never really thought about it growing up until I had boy children, and then so many older women say, "Oh, you've got it really easy because boys are no trouble because if boys are angry or upset or whatever, they just fight each other. But girls are a nightmare because they sort of t- take it inside, and you know they can't. There's no place for emotions, and it's all backstabbing and awfulness, and things get really dramatic. Whereas boys just have a fight and get it done. And I don't know how much I agree with that, but it's that's the first time I ever thought about anything yeah. like that. Me and my me, what, me and my brother were definitely like that. We'd have a fight in the garden. Uh, what the, the rule? <laughs> the rule? The rules were no, you know punching the face or the balls. But but apart from that, anything goes. Uh, what were you? What were you and your brother like, Alex? Did you have fights? Oh well, I mean, yeah, but then um, obviously, once <clears throat> if it was really serious, uh, we just sort it out with a, a game of croquet on the lawn at the cottage. <laughs> You're deflecting here. Did you and your, did you and James have punch ups in the garden? And we yeah we sort of had wrestling more wrestling. I don't think punches were thrown because a punch is a very difficult thing to uh, you know. Like, I I think it was more you know more more a little wrestle here. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you bad person. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I don't know what the actual dialogue was. I, I'm ad libbing. Um, so yeah. And I, I will say, in case my brothers listen to this, it was always my fault because I was always winding him up. So I will, I'll admit that. I'm sorry, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> Pete. Just, just say, Pete. I, I appreciate all the hardship you went through dealing with Chris as his, uh, as his brother. So, Pete, I think you and I should sit down for a chat at some point, if I'm totally honest, and uh, really, uh, really have it out about what he's really like. So, yeah, just, uh, f- find out his weak spot and then just exploit yeah. that. Oh no, that's quite a girl thing to do. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> which brings us back to me girls very, very I have to say I know that you might it'd be interesting to see how you react to this like there's lots of scenes I want that I could talk about but I want to talk about the things that really like connected with me and one of the things that I just can't move past it is the slutty costumes for Halloween which I know Alex you enjoy a slutty costume for Halloween <laughs> which is great um, because <laughs> representation but when I was growing up it was outland it was me and my friends just couldn't cope with how Come Halloween, yeah, you basically other girls would just basically put their knickers and some rabbit ears on and be like, da da. Well, that, that's and the it, joke yeah. in the film. He says girls wear lingerie yeah, yeah. and animal ears, which is really I'd never heard it put like yeah. that. It's, really it's, it's, Amanda, it's the Amanda Seafried moment where she's wearing negligee and they go, Well, what are you? And she points to a mouse ears on her head and goes, I'm a mouse, obviously. <laughs> and you're like, Yeah. I mean, Al- Alex, again, Alex, I'd, what have you yes. what have you dressed as for Halloween? Just so the listeners. Uh, for Halloween, I've been a, uh, a zombie nurse, very short dress. Uh, I was a zombie cop, very short dress. Uh, <laughs> I, I was a, you know, cops and I nurses was... can be men as well as women. He doesn't know that. No, <laughs> not not on Halloween. They can't. I think that's a rule or something. Uh, I was a zombie burglar, very very short dress. Uh, and then obviously when I, I had a summer party, uh, which you guys actually came to, I was not a zombie. So there, I was share from Clueless. I, shall I post that picture to our, our our Twitter if people want to see that? No, the three of us don't. together. Mm. 
It's still yeah. it's still up there. It's one of the most sexually confusing experiences of my whole life. Like I just didn't. I, st- I still can't really think about it. <laughs> yeah, I even even the, there was a moment where I even I saw. I think I crossed the line at that party though when I did a costume change from sharing clueless into uh, <laughs> Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. Uh, that was that was too much for everyone. Uh, I didn't at, like at that. Bar- I remember at a barbecue. I yeah. remember that you came out and you asked me what I thought and I was not. I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you see that's why because it, you don't it makes you feel it, it brings up emotions you're not ready for that's the mm. nicest way i can put it yeah. uh so yeah where are we up to oh but then i was going to say so then it became like a competition within my group of friends because we, we weren't going to be the girls in the slutty costumes because it just that didn't sit right with us but so it was trying to like outdo each other with the ugliest the most ridiculous the whatever costume we could think of and um it's a little bit like Lindsay Lohan does when she dresses up as like a uh, bride of Frankenstein with like the wonky teeth and whatever else but it didn't for me Mingus doesn't quite get the just because you're not the popular or pretty girls it can still be a very competitive environment even if you're on the outside I I imagine you won that competition though Victoria I, I'm, I'm right in thinking that the last fancy dress party you went to you went as a prawn cocktail <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I, about I, that. How, how how did you forget about that? <laughs> yeah, I did. But my friend there, she bested me because she went as cheese and pineapple on a stick. Fucking beat the hat. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, and that's what we know. It annoys boys. Like it does annoy boys because yeah. I don't know because you can't see a bum. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why I would be annoyed. <laughs> You know. and, and for the record, for the record, I could make cheese and pineapple on a stick very sexy. Uh, just say um, in a very short dress. Reg- regarding that Halloween party in the film, though, am I missing something? Did I miss it? I, had, I went back to check. Does Aaron just show up in his sports kit? He, he's in an American football kit. Yes. But... Yeah, he is. At a Halloween costume yeah. party, he puts on his sports kit. I didn't understand. What is this kit a pillock? Yeah. No, that's what guy that's what guys do. Guys like Halloween in America, guys just sort of dress like like cool. Like and girls, as we've established, dress sexy. Uh, and and them's the rules. But dressing in your American football uniform isn't I don't I just didn't get it. Because he's you know, he's supposed to, he's the nice guy, isn't he? He's a likable dude. But he's is he even in his American football got- kit. I yeah. thought he was just dressed casually. I no, thought no, he was in his dressed... kit. He's got a helmet, and it's oh, like okay. this guy has no sense of humour whatsoever. There's nothing much to him, though, is he? He's like so boring. Um, he's mm. just a fringe, which goes yeah. a long way, but you know. Yeah, the actor went on to play Van Wilder in the Straight to DVD uh, Van Wilder: The Freshman Years, for the record. Fantastic. Why did you bring up Van uh, Wilder, let... Alex? Alex, <laughs> he loves it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's just have a short break and then we'll get right back into this film. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Japan-based YouTuber Chris Broad every Wednesday as we offer the lowdown on what's happening in one of the most unique and exciting countries in the world. The Abroad in Japan podcast is home to all things Japan, from things to do... So today we've come to you guys with 12 places in Japan that nobody knows about. ...to the bizarre... When I moved into my new apartment last year, the police guy came to my door, mm. knocked on my door, I opened it, it was a policeman, and he said to me, in English, I am Japanese policeman. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best introduction you could possibly do as a Japanese policeman. <laughs> to the downright filthy. And for those of you who don't know what a Tenga is, Pete and I did discuss how to describe it best before doing the podcast and I'll let Pete describe what a Tenga is. What is it, Pete? It's a solo male silicon-based ordinance's aid, so to speak. Brilliant. New episodes every single Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. A Road in Japan is a Stakhanov production. So at this point in the plot, Katie has this... Um, basically, Regina George gets off with Aaron um, breaking a, a sort of pact she had that she'd put in a good word for Katie with Aaron. So Katie is furious and sets about with the misfits to bring her down and sort of outlines all the things that make her strong, which are Aaron, uh, her, her hot body and her gang of plastics and sort of one by one sets out to destroy those things in order to get her revenge on her. So then there's a series of set pieces, a lot of it involving um, a Caltine bar, which I'd never heard of, but tying back into these uh, tropes of Africa. Uh, it's for malnourished children <laughs> um, that Lindsay Lohan being a white savior is brought back with her or whatever. Um, but 
there is if you see this thing i get annoyed with stuff like that but then i have a the slow-mo walk down a corridor after a makeover and then i'm straight back in there because i am a sucker for that like that is one of my favorite things in the whole world ever where she falls in the bin the yeah, i don't really like that bit i don't need that bit you don't you don't need to button it for me with that because i like that sort of scene so much where it's like here i am and you look great that would that would do it for me <laughs> falling in the bin bit i didn't need there's an interesting uh, story that Tina Fey talks about on on that day because for that shot where Lindsay Lohan falls in the bin, apparently she desperately wanted to be wearing pink Uggs and she'd been like, going, she was online and talking about pink Uggs and, and Tina Fey says, I remember 17-year-old Lindsay was on a mission to find pink Uggs. That was what she was working on. And there was one day where she tried to explain to Amy and me her beef with Hilary Duff, but we couldn't crack it. We were pretending we could follow it. <laughs> <laughs> talking about a- Amy Poehler in that situation. Yeah. Who I forgot was in this. Who's brilliant in this as as well. I I really like Amy Poehler. I think she's, she's a great, yeah, absolutely and, um, brilliant. And the dog chewing her nipple is uh, is uh, uh, wonderful as well. Um, oh, I see. I didn't put... like that bit. Oh, you don't need it. I just don't right, think you need I that didn't, sort of job. I didn't like it until I found out how they did it because I was like, just in case, you know, I ever need that. They put um, hot what? dog meat, hot dog meat down her top, and the what? dog was chewing on the hot dog meat. Mm. That has made me feel sick. That's disgusting. You know, you know, I had to do. I, I did that once on a film set. I helped. What? Um, what is going on? Oh yeah, did we not tell you? My Fair Lady's becoming a movie, <laughs> and there's a dog boob thing. <laughs> it's very new, very different, very out there. I was. I was Why did helping, you have to do that? I was helping um, pack fake penises with food that a dog might want to eat. Why? Because the scene in question... And, and, uh, what, what were you doing on the movie set, though? <laughs> 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 oh, you were a professional. That's good. <laughs> the scene in question was at the end of Hostel 2, where a girl breaks free from her captor, who's been torturing her, cuts off his penis and fiends it to the attack dog. But the day I was on ah. set, the dog would not go near the penis. And everyone was tearing their hair out trying to figure out what to do. So we were trying all different treats to try and get the dog to eat the penis. It was the funniest day I've had on a set. And yet when you watch the film, it's such a shocking, horrible scene. It's just funny how that juxtaposition can occur on a horror film. Great. Well, uh, there you go. I never say we don't give you any tips on Clash of Pod. Uh, want, a, want a dog to nibble on a body part? Hot dog meat. There you go. <laughs> you're, hey, you're, you're welcome, Clash Potters. <laughs> um, so back to the film. When when Regina finds out what's been going on, uh, spe- uh, specifically... Oh, I did it again, but I'm not I'm not joking. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. So cute. So cute. Oh, what am I like? Oh, my God. Adorable. I know. Um... Wait a second. Specifically, um, Regina finds out that calcium bars make you fat. I mean, they, they have to... Rachel McAdams does not gain any weight, as far as I can see, throughout the course of this film. She doesn't go that method. So they have to use the sort of cheat of her not fitting into a dress that she's got for the spring fling, which is the prom type event. Um and so Regina realizes what Katie has been doing and then using the burn book, which Katie has contributed to, which is a good bit of writing. She's not completely innocent. She frames Katie and the rest of the, the mean girls. I wasn't really clear on that for the book and distributes the whole thing to the school, leading to a scene with Tina Fey as um, 
the maths teacher who's in the book as well, like sort of um, Lindsay Lowen's made out that she's a drugs pusher, which she isn't. And R- Rosalind Wiseman, the writer of um, the book, which is the the, the in, intellectual property for this film she goes around schools and she does these talks like trying to say to girls everyone close your eyes and then raise your hand if you've been mean about someone or raise your hand if you've had something mean said about you and tries to get girls to trust each other a bit more and realize that i mean the line that's in the gym scene here is quite funny from tina Fey, like don't just stop calling each other sluts and whatever because there's plenty of men want to do that for you so don't make it easy for them which is a nice way of putting it um but yeah, that's what Rosalind Wiseman does for real. Is goes around and does like motivational speaking and um, self esteem talks for kids, which is good. Yeah, it's a good it's a good scene in the gymnasium. Um, I uh, I do sort of the the bit where Tina Fe- the bit I didn't quite understand is when Tina Fey is uh, saying to Lindsay Lohan, "Is there anything you want to admit um, to right now? Is there anything you want to reveal that you've done that's wrong?" And Lindsay Lohan's in a monologue is I, I couldn't say that I'd written the thing about Mrs. Norbury, Tina Fey's mm. character in the Burn book, because I would have incriminated myself in front of everyone else in the in the room that it was me who wrote the Burn book, which yeah. wouldn't have been true anyway. And Tina Fey then goes, I'm really disappointed in you, Katie. Uh, and you're like, well, you kind of like... Uh, if if you had got what you wanted, Tina Fey, in that scene, like Lindsay Lohan would have been unfairly like bullied by the, the the entire room for something she didn't actually do. Do you see what I mean? It was like an unwinnable oh, yeah. question. Yeah, I do see. I do see what you mean. Um, I suppose that's why they. It makes sense in the moment because not one of the remaining Mean Girls has admitted that it was her. So it sort of makes sense that she doesn't want to put herself forward because she did contribute to the book. But yeah, looking at it like that, I suppose it doesn't quite work. Anyway, hmm. um, you've you've talked a lot about um, the, her, the, her two the the two alternative kids. Uh, let's say the outcast misfits. What uh, I think you called them, Janice and uh, Damien. They're yeah. great in this. Like their relationship and so many of Damien's lines, like like are, are really genuinely uh, funny. Like uh, where he's in the girls' toilets and the girl goes, <laughs> the little girl goes, "You shouldn't be in here," and he goes. Danny DeVito, I love your work. <laughs> you like funny. I think Isn't it's that him funny. Being I... Completely cruel and just like the plastics, though, by by laughing at a woman because of her appearance. Yeah, I think but it, it would have been. But oh, yeah, go on. No, no, I was going to say no. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, you go, you go. Okay, all I was going to say was the line that Katie puts in the burn book, which she's copied from Lizzie Cap uh, Janice, is. Damien is too gay to function. And that's a funny line because they're friends and she's earned that line and that's okay. But I would have liked more a back and forth between the two of them. Like he, that line about Danny DeVito that you think is really funny, I don't think it's that funny. I don't think it's as funny as too gay to function. So it, they never, they sort of peaked too soon for me with that. Okay. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Janice's line earlier uh, is is actually funnier of all their lines where... Somewhere she's walking through the canteen, I think it is, and someone goes, "Nice week, Janice. What's it made of?" And she goes, "Your mum's chest hair." 
That yeah, made me good. chuckle. That, <laughs> that made me chuckle. Good. I felt I like, like I also felt like it was a little bit of a betrayal when Janice gets together with a dude at the end of the film. Oh my god! Exactly. That is so bonkers. It's so bonkers. She all the way through the film, Regina and Janice have fallen out, and Regina is like spreading this rumor. It's because Janice is a lesbian and fancied her, and and did this horrible thing to her. She like disinvited her from a sleepover because there's going to be girls there. But the cool thing about the film is that Janice doesn't stoop to say this is true i am a lesbian or this is not true i'm not a lesbian it's just left like and that's good like that's how it should be done but then at the end she gets off with kevin and it's like no because she's a lesbian so why can't she just be a lesbian yeah but but is it wait hang on is there another way of looking at this where she never was a lesbian and it just sort of shows that regina george is a bit of a dick because she was using the idea of janice being a lesbian as some sort of stick to beat her with Sure, yeah, but it's but cooler I just think, if she's a lesbian. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, maybe, oh, yeah, no. It, maybe they felt in 2004 even that was too progressive for a mainstream teen movie starring um, Lindsay Lohan. In fact, I'm, I think that probably was the reason. And it's just a shame. It feels like a bit of a betrayal of that character at that point when it would have been so much nicer to have her kissing a girl at that, at that moment. Yeah, and for Damien to have a kiss with a date... Uh, a, a man at the prom like they do this weird scene where Janice and Damien nearly get off with each other even though at that point they're like but you're both gay so that's not going to happen so that it just is such a cop-out yeah sorry that's mm. the moment because that is the moment because Janice hasn't gone on the record about whether she is or isn't but that's the moment where they're telling you she is gay I feel like and so then, yeah me too to yeah. then backtrack on that straight after I just yeah I didn't like that yeah and it's such a little added on bit. Like they got, I understand it. You need your film to be distributed, but it just feels like nerves at the last minute of like, oh shit, like put in a scene with Kevin. Mm, and there's no real connection between her and Kevin throughout the film either. So it's not, it's not really set up. It's just, it does feel completely tacked on. Yeah. 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 Um, Kevin, so Kevin who left me. acting, by the way. If I Did go he? back oh, to my article. Um, I couldn't find much about the actor, but according to Wikipedia, he now lives in Manhattan where he works as a potter, painter, calligrapher and chalk artist. Hell yes, Kevin. Badass. Multi-hyphenate, yeah. A, a, a Da Vinci character, if you will. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you read us what you wrote about Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I wrote about her. Um, what did I see? Um... Before blah, 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 blah. After Mean Girl, she appeared in Art House Fair, Bobby and a Prairie Home Companion, Comedies, Just My Luck and Scary Movie 5 and Box Office Bombs, I Know Who Killed Me in the Canyons, although well-publicised personal problems somewhat derailed her film career. The troubled star recently landed her own MTV reality show called Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, in which she oversees a club on the Greek island of Mykonos. I love Mykonos. How dare she? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I did a bit of follow up on that because I I remember you saying how much you love Mykonos. It's now closed. Um, And (laughs) Lindsay Lohan's beach house is no longer on Mykonos, Victoria. Get get your ass back to Mykonos. Yeah, you're fine. Look out, Mykonos. I'm seriously considering it. I know it's really like midlife crisis-y, mm. but I think Mykonos for a weekend for my 40th, like I really I really want to make that happen. <laughs> I know how pathetic that makes me sound and I don't care. Well, just, get, just give Chris and I enough warning so we can take the time off. But yeah, definitely we can do that. <laughs> okay. All oh, right. Give you some warning so you can come. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you want. Which Heather are you yeah, going to yeah, dress yeah. as, Alex? <laughs> 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 um, 
Uh, so, um, talking of uh, dressing up, the other costume that I thought about doing was um, dressing as one of the plastics uh, in this when they do the Jingle Bell Rock dance. I think I could pull that off. Yeah, you should definitely do that. You uh, should do that. That that dance does make me laugh. Um, just like a, a real sort of spontaneous, because I forgot it was coming, a, a spontaneous guffaw when uh, they're just sort of doing their little dance and then they sort of spread their legs and slap their inner thighs just casually and carry on dancing. And yeah. it's just so inappropriate. I was like, that's funny. It's that's really, really well funny. cut because it's such a shocking thing to do. Like, <laughs> yes. It's- it's, it's just called, it's a slut drop. That's what it's called. That's right. I knew it had a name. I couldn't remember his name. A slut drop. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. And the other really good bit, um, when Lindsay Lohan, uh, you're convinced she, her transformation from nice girl into plastic is complete, is when she's talking to Aaron uh, in the maths class and she's saying she's having a party and he's like, who's going? And she goes, just a few cool people and you better be one of them, biatch. <laughs> it's the way she says biatch. I was like, yeah. You're now officially awful. <laughs> uh, so any more for any more? Or do you want to do the bits? I did. Um, one thing I noticed this time for the first time was that at the end, when when um, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's doing her speech on stage that could come from pretty much any teen movie, um, yeah. she's breaking up her crown, which she's giving to people in the audience, uh, and it's made of plastic. So she's literally breaking up the plastics. Yeah. I, I thought I that was that. really nice. I thought that was really uh, nice. Um, also, yeah, why, why not? I, I noticed that as well. Yeah, it's nice. Very nice. Yeah. It's also, she's a bit like Jesus. Like, it just keeps going. Like, she makes this one plastic crown, like, turn into, like, 5,000 bits of plastic to distribute to the masses. The best, the best moment in that is where she's doing the heartfelt speech and the head teacher goes, you know, it's not really required of you to make a speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is good. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, and what did you make? What, what did you make of um, uh, Regina's death the first time you saw it? Did you mention that already? I think you did. It was quite shocking, wasn't it? It's like a, a really like the it's the classic hit by a bus death. Yeah, I. Well, not her, uh, although she doesn't. Sorry, although she, she doesn't, doesn't die, die, most people in that scenario die. <laughs> not yeah, in real I'd, life. In in movies. In movies. I think I'd forgotten. Although, about although that. probably in real life as well. Probably in okay. real life as well. Okay. Now. There's a there's a supercut on on YouTube uh, uh, called uh, the Hit by a Bus Supercut, which I um, I spent a long time <laughs> watching. So um, if if you're a fan of the Hit by a Bus death, um, it's been in a lot of TV's uh, shows and movies. Uh, Final Destination, Meet Joe Black, Ghost Town, Hot Rod, Taken, One Day, Constantine. So it's absolutely worth watching the Hit by a Bus Supercut. I didn't make it before you ask. I'm not getting any money for this, but the Hit by a Bus <laughs> Supercut on YouTube is um, really worth your time. Rewatch it. I'm done. Okay. Uh, let's move on then. So, starting as we do every week with best scene, Chris, what was your best scene in Mean Girls? Um, I like the talent show um, with the Aguilera karaoke, <laughs> yeah. the mathlete rap, and then um, the Jingle Bell rock. Um, but my favourite bit of it, they don't really focus on, which I'm a bit gutted about. You can just see in the background uh, Mrs. George, played by Amy Poehler, doing all the moves herself. 
So she's obviously mm. taught it to them. And I feel like it would be funny if we saw more of that. I just think it's really funny that the mum the mum is completely in on it and a big fan. Mm. Yeah, agreed. What about you, Alex? My MVW is um, <laughs> my best scene. And I sort of like, it's, it's a weird one. It's it's not a movie that sort of screams individual scenes. Uh, mm, I found it quite so hard to like. Yeah, me too. Yeah, okay, good. It's just sort of, it's all very, like, it, they all sort of gel into one another and there's not a sort of standout scene. But I guess if I had to remember, I sort of went, what's the scene that I remembered the most before watching this again when someone says, Mean Girls, I think that scene. And it's the bit where the imaginary fight breaks out in Katie's head when they're in the canteen and she pounces onto Regina George like an animal and all the cast like become animals and they're all fighting and Aaron the boy is like a chimpanzee at the front banging his fist on the ground and it's that sort of like hey it's like the Serengeti in Africa that pretend hallucination which they only do two of I think in the film um but I thought that that one and the one in the mall were both really good um mine is the I like, like the whole of the talent show, but I do particularly like the Jingle Bell Rock with Slut Drop. Um, I think it sums up hmm. the film and it sums up what it's like to be a teenage girl really knowingly, really confidently. Like as a teenage girl, you are aware that you are sexualized, but if you dare to sort of uh, take hold of that and control it, it's a very disruptive thing to do and a very threatening thing to do. And these girls just don't care. And so you, you are shocked when you see teenage girls doing that dance, but if it's Britney Spears and she's dressed up like a schoolgirl, then you sell a million records. So it's the contradiction there that the film exploits in a smart way. That's so, it's so funny that you should mention the Britney Spears thing there because I was having a conversation about that the other day, the Hit Me Baby One More Time video, that yeah. I believe she was 15 mm, when she, she was, actually... Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I, I discovered that um, there's a lot of them um, in the press around it. Um, and you know what? It might be true, but uh, there's a lot of press going, it was her idea. She came up with the whole school uniforms thing. She was the one at 15 who was like, let's do it in my school uniform. Let's do it in a school. I wanted to be dressed up like I'm at school. And you're like, did you though? Or did some bloody <laughs> record execs go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make sure this is Britney's idea. <laughs> yeah, but the, also, even if she's right, even if it was her idea, the adults in the room say, no, Britney, we can't do that, <laughs> basically. You can't pin it on her. <laughs> like, it would be, guys, if it was Britney wants it, and she is not yet the biggest star, but maybe one day, <laughs> so we should, should bloody listen to her. <laughs> even though she's 15 and she's legally a child. <laughs> Let's listen to the child. Why are you thinking about being hit over and over again as well? Can we talk about the lyrics as well when we're doing that? Oh, I think it's I think it's hit with a penis. I have done that's, my, <laughs> that's certainly my well, thought, reading of it. Yeah, I thought it was hit by a bus. I thought it was like, <laughs> the, the, the guy was driving a bus, and there's a super cut of that on uh, YouTube, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, so MVW, Alex, what's your MVW? Thanks for asking, Victoria. I like to do this one. Uh, well, I, I, on the one hand, I was going to say Tina Fey, um, and I will, uh, but I've got two, so screw it. Um, Rachel <laughs> McAdams is uh, my uh, MVW. I I think Regina George is obviously a great role, uh, but I actually think it's quite a difficult role as well to not just be a bitch and to imbue that character with something under the skin that's never actually said outright, just like in her performance, that makes you want a happy ending for her. 
at the end. Yeah. And the fact that she becomes sympathetic on stage when, I mean, obviously having her spine shattered helps you <laughs> be sympathetic towards her. But when she's on stage and she gets her bit of the crown, you're really like, great. Things worked out for Regina as well. And I think a lot of that is down to Rachel McCarran's performance. Isn't that interesting? You're absolutely right. And But it's like Heather, it's like having her spine shattered made her sympathetic. So it's like something mm. something terrible happened to her and you flip reverse how you feel about her. Very interesting. Uh, Chris, what's your MVW? I'm going to change mine. I had written down Amy Poehler as Mrs. George because I just think she's really good. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, well, in if this it film, makes you feel better... Role. I'll I'll pick her. So I was going to pick her anyway. So we'll just get that done. Um, All right. Amy well, I should do, so- I should I should say then who I was changing it to, which is Lindsay Lohan. Um, she's brilliant in this film. I mean, this is when she was at the height of her power. She's really good in Parent Trap. She's really really good in Freaky Friday. And I think she worked. It, it just it's a performance that works on wherever her character is at. You totally buy into it. She was such a good actress, and it's such a shame the way her career has gone because she should be starring in great movies every year and it's just obviously all gone to pot. But I thought she was brilliant. Um, what was your uh, what was your Amy Poehler story? What because we know that you picked Amy Poehler, Victoria. Why? Oh no, just 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 because she's brilliant in it, and I like the I like an enabler character, and I always think it's a red flag when, and I think this says more about me, uh, which is a bit dark than anything else. But when a mum says or a daughter says, "Oh yeah, my best friend is my mum," I'm like, uh, red flag, like that's not a good idea. Um, and I like that um, she's yeah. I don't like the dog nipple thing. I think it's off, but I do mm. like her character. I just, the other thing, this again, again, says a lot more about me, but when she makes the kids cocktails for a, a hump day treat and Lindsay Lohan says, there's no alcohol in this. I wish she'd have been like, of course there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't understand that. What was the point yeah. of that? Well, no, it's not much of a treat. You know what I mean, it's just fruit juice. Boring. Um, yeah. Because they're, because they're teenagers and she can be a, an inverted commas bad mom, but she can't give to like a child <laughs> and like her friends booze. Like she's not that character. You know that, right? <laughs> Did you not have a friend's mum who was a bit like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you change, Alex? Um, again, really tough to pick something to change, I found, just because the movie does exactly what it sets out to do and it does it really well. There's nothing that immediately stands out to me um, except like for all the brilliant jokes that Tina Fey has constructed here, I'm... I didn't think it was funny in its introduction and I don't think it's funny as a reprieve at the end. Amanda Seyfried touching her boobs when it rains and being able to tell when it rains as a payoff to her character at the end. I was like, ah, man, like that didn't work when you like did it the first time. And she was Mm. like, I can, I can feel in my breasts. If I touch my breasts, I know when it's going to be raining, if it's already raining. And then she does it again at the end. I'm like, meh, bad joke. Yeah, you're right. They should. But I bet they brainstormed so much stuff in the room. Like, what could it be? What could it be? And I bet they had like 10 things and they should have just done a quick cut of like all the stupid things that she thinks she can do with her body. Just like <laughs> splice together. That would have been brilliant. Yeah. And also in, 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 in Tina Fey's defense, I did come out. I was already in a bad mood at that point. Not a bad mood. I was like the ESPN gag about ESP. I was like, oh, I can't believe she's used that gag. Like I've heard that elsewhere. Turns out I hadn't. I'd heard it here when I saw it the first time. So that's on me. <laughs> I was like, oh, idiot. Uh, Chris, it's what would you change? She, 
It's funny how she took that style of humour though straight on to Thirty Rock. It's very similar. The the, yeah. the way it, the way they someone will say something funny and then it will cut to a bit of footage of that funny moment or that funny thing. Um, mm. She's the queen of that. Uh, so you, what, funny what you were saying, Vicky, about your red flag when someone says my mum's my best friend. I feel like I, I was like Alex on this. I had trouble thinking of a, a change as well and so i'm going to talk about Lindsay lowen again i think that she had it forced upon her in real life that her, she had to keep saying her mum was her best friend because her mum was always sort of by mm-hmm. her side when stuff was going bad so i think I, the change i'd like to make is to give Lindsay lohan better parents and the help <laughs> and the help and support that she needed to fulfill her potential because i really think she was one of the best acts of her generation and um, it all went horribly wrong. And I think a lot of that had to do with the awful parents she had. Yeah. Um, or at least just a, a separate manager and a separate mom, not both in the same person, because mm. that never works out. Mm. Um, mine is, we've talked about <laughs> it. I speak from experience. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. My mum got me this gig on Clash of the Titles <laughs> and I am not happy. <laughs> my mum's stolen all my money from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, my mum um, stole all my My Fair Lady money. <laughs> <laughs> good one <laughs> now that's a callback that is a callback that's fantastic um right uh, uh um we what well, we don't need to talk about mine because we've talked about it but it's yeah. just give the gays a kiss at the end with a person that they are genuinely attracted to and that's it smashing stuff shall we do the verdicts then heathers versus mean girls are you ready yes verdict time you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! So, um, uh, I picked the movies. Um, so, who? Uh, shall I go first? Yeah, maybe I'll go first this week. Um, it's a really tough one uh, for me this week, genuinely. Like, I still, as I'm speaking now, haven't made up my mind because part of me wants to pick one movie and part of me obviously oh god i can't believe i said this out loud wants to pick the other <laughs> um <laughs> i the cool kid in me the kind of like the 10 year old who saw it and was like oh it's so like subversive and it's the cooler movie and i love the word cult in front of a movie and it makes me want to pick it to be part of that gang wants to go for heathers but the other part of me that goes it's just a more enjoyable movie experience and it's funny and i i actually like watched these films back to back on the same night and came away enjoying that movie more is Mean Girls, and so which way do I go? I'm saying Mean Girls. I'm picking Mean Girls, um, and that is my answer. And that was tough. I won't lie; that's possibly one of the toughest because a lot of me wants to pick Heather's, but I'm going Mean Girls. I think it's just a better film. Okay, who should go next? Because I've lost the. I feel like there was a process, and I don't know what it is. There was never a process. We randomised this part of the show, Victoria. Okay, okay, great. Oh, you're, you're so cute when you don't know things. <laughs> the only thing we did do was that the, the, the person who picks the films doesn't go first. So, <laughs> Right, well... <laughs> is that right? Did, it, yeah. did we do yeah. that? that yeah. is How r- cute am I? I'm so cute as well. <laughs> Yay! Um, shall I go next? Go for it. Okay. Um... No, actually, I'm going to go next. All right, go on. All right. <laughs> I like Mean Girls a lot. I like its characters. I like the jokes. Um, I like everything about it. But I think Mean Girls is a film that wants to be liked. 
and it wraps everything up in a nice bow with the apology letters and the trust falls and the straight kisses. Whereas I don't think that's the real world. It's like this idealized Hollywood version. Um, I like the fact that Heathers doesn't give a fuck and it feels dangerous and it goes to the places that films like Mean Girls are scared to go. I think it's just as shocking and brilliant today as it was 30 years ago. So I'm going Heathers. Oh, that's good. Okay, that's difficult because I don't... mm. I feel very torn. Mean Girls owes Heather's a lot, but just purely like just on technicalities, just about the the sharper insights into gangs at school. Um, and it's just an easier watch. It makes more sense to me. Um, we get to finish on a show, which I really love. I have to pick Mean Girls. So Mean Girls. I'm shocked. <gasps> I'm shocked. I thought it was going to be 3 this week. I really did. Really? I'm, I might... Uh, just a fair warning, I might flip-flop here. I might <laughs> no, flip-flop. No, um, no, might, this is I'm, unheard of. I'm, I'm, I'm so on the fence and I don't know that my conscience will... I sort of hoped Heathers would win and I could just sort of like be the flag <laughs> waver for Mean Girls. What are, uh, is this allowed? Is this allowed? I'll allow no. it. I'll allow it. If It's fun. Why not? Can oh, I change God. from the hateful eight to the thing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say this. I, I, it's killing me to admit this, but I think we do need to look again at Deep Impact. I'm just going to put that out there. Oh God! Um, oh <laughs> shit! I know. Wait, you finally both you finally come to your senses nearly a year later oh, no, that maybe I was right. Again. It's, it's it's the only one. Yeah, it's the only one that really stays oh, with God, me. Like no. I I enjoyed Armageddon, Armageddon so much more than I let on because because <laughs> of loads of reasons. But I. I, I, I <laughs> I couldn't admit it. At, yeah, it stays with me. All right, Alex. Alex, come on. What are we doing? Are you done? No, screw it. Heather's is the more exciting oh. movie. It's the more. Day- I'm, I'm flip flopping. I'm oh sorry. I, I need. I, I need Heather's to win. I don't know whether whether we've undermined the entire verdict process forevermore, and we are now null and void as a voice of reason. But Heather's is my vote. I'm changing. Heather's has won. I, I there feel we go. Like I influenced you there, and I feel all powerful. okay there we go this week's winner is heathers close one closest one yet in my uh, humble opinion and yes you're right deep impact should be uh, reassessed at some point we'll do the whole podcast again armageddon (laughs) versus deep impact brilliant what a great idea (laughs) (laughs) all right then uh, those were my choices, which makes it Christopher Tilly or Chris Thrilly or the Greek Ambassador. Uh, it's <laughs> or, or Uncle Tim. Um, it's your decision for next week's movies. Your clue that you gave us uh, was what? The clue was a nice planet. We'll take it. Um. I feel that is actually the tagline for one of these movies. Oh, um, shit. But I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, having bollocked me about that, about, oh, you can't say we're going to need a bigger boat or whatever. Good one. <laughs> yeah, you deserve that. I, I'm pretty sure your clue, I didn't I didn't say anything at the time, but I'm pretty sure that clue is uh, is one of the movies. Because if even Maybe. I recognise it, it's got to be so well known. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Chris. Just to clarify, I know which one. I know one of the movies because that is the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> which movie do you know, Alex? Um, um, uh, Mars Attacks. Could that be one of the films? The film with the tagline "Nice Planet Will Take It." <laughs> uh, that is your film for next week. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah, uh, you're dealing with getting one of the formats of the show very wrong, very well, Chris. <laughs> 
I'm pleased. I'm pleased. It's a it's a terrific clue. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are incorrigible. <laughs> and it's a better clue than we'll need a bigger boat. Uh, Victoria, you have got from the same year, 1996, Independence Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Independence Day versus Mars Attacks. Uh, those are your movie homeworks for next week. Uh, get on board get them watched uh, if you want any more information uh, about the show we just did or the shows coming up next week uh, find us on Twitter at ClashPod uh, once again you can email us show at ClashPod.com and um, as I always ask and I do mean it and it would be very nice if you did uh, rate and review us on Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts it helps us a lot and means a lot and thank you in advance ClashPodders we will be back on Monday bye bye This was a Stakhanov production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.